you know, a lot of times when we talk about film and stuff on on the podcast, we we kind of like dissect, you know, we deconstruct, we kind of like look at it in different ways. But I will admit to being uh, a little bit precious with this movie, and I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> What? These, these guys ever do anything again? We're uh, talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We're in t- anticipation of the Face the Music. And the first movie started with this incredible track, uh, I Can't Break Away by Big Pig. Did you guys ever see anything more yeah. from these guys? No. No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, but man, what a. The song is iconic for a movie that has become legendary. Well, and also, too, like, I think you had mentioned it, one of you had mentioned it earlier, just the way it fit perfectly with the opening mm-hmm. of that film. And it just, I I remember re-watching it and just, like, was super excited and super pumped and ready and jazzed and couldn't wait because it, it really was, like, a great little... It's got a, a little, little tension building there. Yeah, a little tension, a little like, okay, a little easiness to it. Just a little nice vibe or yeah. it was that little aperitif, that little starter yeah. before the main course. And then you mood. open with Carlin. Like there's... Yes! That, what, what a better way to open. Just black background. You got Carlin doing a monologue, which is so reminiscent of some of his older stuff. I mean, he sounds kind of like the hippy-dippy yeah. weatherman if you guys ever listen to his old shit. Like, oh my God, he's talking about water slides. Bowling scores are way up. Mini golf scores way down. <laughs> like it's so smooth. My God, and I yeah, he I, was so smooth. Oh, cheers to Carlin. What he is greatly missed. And there's a lot of material out there that we should point people to. Uh, like they had the audition tapes for Keanu for them to audition oh, for the. Oh, I did not. Oh, I need to see this. Oh, it's great because you can see the chemistry like right away. Oh. And. Uh, they also had another thing in in sort of a, a behind the scenes on the making of the new one, and they were talking. The same directors are sitting there saying, you know, the the magic that we saw in in the two of them as Bill and Ted, we saw in the girls that are going to play. Mm. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah. So, and I mean, I and they little show Bill, a little Ted. Moments, the they show moments of the girls interacting, and I mean, it sent a little bit of a chill factor because I was like, whoa, like it was stunning that they were doing great impression. Um, Yeah. That song, man, I was telling this story about when I, I remember recording that on a tape cassette and taking it out to my buddy's driveway and we had an adjustable basketball hoop and like a (laughs) mini ball. And I remember playing that song on repeat and trying to do my Jordan, you know, just (laughs) and having fun with the beat. And I, I, I mean, that's a heyday of music for me is right before I started DJing high school parties and try, I became a DJ for a while. When did you guys and first see that, the movie? I, I saw it in the theater when it came out. Yeah. And, and, it, and then it came out on, uh, we had cable. It was, was the first movie I saw twice in a theater in one day. Like that was the first oh, wow. time I, I, that I did that. I went and saw it uh, with my family was, and then my buddies that what's that? It was so much fun. Oh, it was so much fun. I, I can't believe how much fun it was. Anthony, when did you first catch it? I don't remember if it was either a VHS or if it was in theaters. I can't, I honestly can't remember because also too, it's been so long since I've seen it last. 
Uh-huh. You could that, have on HBO by that point because it was on HBO in the nineties mm. or late eighties for sure. I think that's I actually like a... must have watched it uh, either like on tape because I don't recall ever seeing it in the theaters. That's a movie that's that part of your DNA when you don't even know when you first saw it, but you're just aware of it and it's part of your everyday life. That's, that's a sign. You know, movies, movies for me when I was like 11, 12 years old took a whole meaning because at the time my mother and I were by ourselves living in Florida and uh, I didn't know we were broke, but we were super broke. And so on Saturdays, she would, we would go to this little shopping center that had a movie theater and we would see like a block of movies. And as a kid, I wouldn't care because it was like between movies I would play in the arcade, right? I'd play Gauntlet or something. <laughs> and uh you know, warrior needs food you know things like that <laughs> and uh i still say that to this day <laughs> <laughs> impressionable young mind <laughs> my wife will be like how you feeling i'll be like warrior needs warrior food <laughs> <laughs> but i mean uh it was always a magical thing i loved seeing movies i saw so there's this you know five-year block between 11 and 16 of these movies that were huge, huge, iconic cult classics. Uh, the Karate Kid. I saw The Karate Kid in a movie theater with my mom in Tallahassee, Florida. Right? Like, on our way. Like, we were mid-move, and we went to a movie. Right? I, I mean, Bill and Ted. I've These were movies that got me through, man. Yeah. You know, and I liked their... So I think when I was saying before in a, in a previous podcast that I think movies like that are more important than we give them credit for, you know, for everything that I was going through, for everything I perceived as a struggle for myself, these were the kind of movies that got a hold of my imagination and and made it quirky and fun and made me laugh and have more uh, ability to laugh at things that I was imagining. The idea of a, of a time-traveling phone booth <laughs> as, as, a, as a kid is just, Beautiful, beautiful. You know, it's a fun thing. So this movie, when it came out, like in the there, because they're in the garage, and it kind of, kind of parallels to me that opening scene in Back to the Future when he's like right at the very beginning, he he's in the garage and he plugs into that giant amplifier, like that whole Clearly garage. They were they were taking some nods. Was, I mean, do you think so? I I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a wink to that, but I'm not sure. But I love that that opening. They're they're joking about having Eddie Van Halen in the band, but you know, we can't pointless to have Eddie Van Halen. If we don't have a triumphant video, <laughs> like, like, well, Look, we can't have a triumphant Valley video. Girl, it was Valley girl meets back to the future. Oh, it was, it was great. And you know, that also is kind of like this little time capsule. Cause what's a video? Like what, what do they mean? They got to have a triumphant video. Where do you even put a triumphant video nowadays? Do people make triumphant videos? That's a good call. You know, like, that's, so yeah. like, no, what is that call. even, you know, but, Man, I just the two the Stoner movie thing, uh, it's got roots way back, right? And then here are these two guys. It's a little bit more innocent. It's a little more just charming and exactly. fun. Yeah, that was the it's key. Stoner thing Back that... to the Future, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but that's that's interesting. Uh, that that's what I, I picked. I keyed in on it very quickly rewatching it. Was I just didn't realize how joyful it was it, because it was emanating from them there was there was that innocence yeah they're 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 dumb <laughs> but there's there's almost like a, a pure quality of joy from that dumbness so that what yeah. makes it very yeah. likable it would 
makes it very you want to root for them. But it just overall, it was just like a joyful movie to watch. And I completely didn't realize that. Well, and it probably too, because of our current climate, how much more that's you're kind of drawn to that, the yeah. moth to the flame. Um, because I, I really just it just it was fun. Like yeah. I just how many movies have you seen like that in the last five years? Exactly. Just fun. Just fun. I mean, and, and, yeah, how many and look, can I can I draw a crazy parallel to you? How about this? I would have never associated this connection until rewatching these movies. But I remember when Hot Tub Time Machine came out that I thought, I really thought I was like, man, where are these movies? Like, <laughs> and, 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 and guess what? Because Cusack doesn't want to do that stuff anymore. Cult, but cult classic, right? Yeah. People, people love that, you know, and I think that that's and how about this movies like Better Off Dead? Yeah. One crazy summer. More Cusack. These are more Cusack. These are weird comedian type movies that were just kind of re- absurd, absurdist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean the the moment in Better Off Dead when there's a, a claymation hamburger Van Halen singing "Everybody Wants Some" <laughs> while French fry chicks are dipping into the pool of grease. I mean this is absurd ridiculousness. There weren't very many of them, and Bill and Ted was. One of the best of them, arguably the hot tub time machine of that era. And then that may be the motivation behind them putting together a movie like hot tub time. It's I a, think, I think re- this is a, this is an article, the Van Halen connection. Cause you've got the, the better off dead Van Halen <laughs> and then Bill and Ted looking for that vet and looking for Eddie Van Halen to be in their triumphant video. Was well, Eddie Van the- Halen at the core of eighties joy and, and, Time time travel well, movies. I don't know. Look at what look at what they were. If you look into the difference between uh uh like uh was it who's the the next singer? Because Bon Jovi. No 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 no. We're talking about um. You're talking about Eddie Van Halen. You're talking about David Lee Roth and, and, and Sammy Hagar. Hagar. And Hagar. Yeah. 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 So, David, because that type of rock and roll is, I think, what's represented there, right? Sure. That, that you have this this sort of glam, fun rock versus rock and roll that has a different soul to it, right? Yeah. Like there's a there's a way different feeling between Panama and I can't drive 55. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, worlds apart. This must be just like living in paradise. I remember being at Six Flags on the spindle top trying to stand against the wall to my other high school friends singing this must be just like living in paradise i mean that it's that that energy i don't know how to yeah. explain it 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 well, was the age it how was the age stoner you know? kids though i mean they were we don't you know they never actually that's that's the other thing too it's a pg movie they're not yeah. you know there's there's no they actually know, illicit they're never stoned they're never stoned yeah. they're never, you know the theoretically but generally they are <laughs> they're at circle k <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Strange things there, are afoot. It's a circle. Harder, yeah, nobody laughed harder than stoners at that line. <laughs> well, where did they get their vocabulary? Hey. My distinguished colleague and I, yeah. you know, and strange things are afoot. It's a circle K. They, they, the way they spoke was unique and Valley engaging. Girl. Valley girl. It well, that, that's Valley. the the accent. But did Valley girl stuff have that kind of a? Well, that's so, that's sort of uh, that's why. Like, if you think of clueless. Clueless was that sort of hodgepodge of of 
you know, glam and uh, and also that like ignorance, but still using my distinguished gentleman here, you know, like, <laughs> OK, and, like, and they, that's sort of that California spoof like SNL did that bit. I love this skit of the Californians. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch that skit with uh, Dave, like Hater and Kristen Wiig, their whole thing is talking like them. Like they're all in these beautiful million dollar homes, but they're totally Speaking like Bill and Ted, if you jump on the 405, you're crazy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that's it's a it's a whole shtick that I think comes from the brilliance of Valley Girl. Right. The the studio probably wanting to take some Zemeckis cues from Back to the Future. Uh-huh. I, I really think what Back to the Future was to the Midwest, Bill and Ted's was to the West Coast. Sure. That's how I felt about it. I can see, you that. know. Well, into a million of these, myself included, it was a a mecca of sorts. It's a, it's a visual movie mecca of us growing up wanting to be in rock bands, wanting to to make our own triumphant video and be on MTV and tour the world. And there are these two goofy guys who are not only doing that, but eventually saving the universe. You know, what, what more perfect view or imagining could we have of music that it could save the world? And also demonstrating some crazy, not only tropes, but real, like, good character. They stick together. Yes. They're, they're supportive. They have a real mm-hmm. – there isn't one part of them that says we can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, 100% I'm like, we got to pass this test. By the way, I love those movies where it was like, I've fucked off the whole year, but you got this you one got this last. test. Yeah. You can make all the difference in the world. I mean – you know, I, everything, even when, when, when he thinks that, uh, Ted's dead, he's like, most heinous, don't, don't be dead, dead, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then he totally goes apeshit on the guy who, who hurt him. Right. Like yeah. it, there's a lot of funny stuff going, even chivalry, even five like seconds the, before. Oh, go ahead. Chivalry. Yes. Uh, interesting. You know, with the way that they regard the ladies, yes. I mean, everything. There's a lot of interesting stuff going lyrics, on dude. there. Recite them some lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, it, they did smart things in a stupid way. And I'm telling you, it is harder, in my opinion, from all the movies and television shows that I watch. The two actors I pay attention to the most in anything are the guy that I hate, the character I hate, because that's a great actor. If I find myself having a, a hatred towards a character, that's a great actor. Oh, sure. The other one is the guy who I dismiss as being stupid. Like I, I always go back to David Schwimmer here because when I watched friends, I didn't give a shit about Ross and I thought whatever, but now I watch reruns from time to time. I'm still a fan of the show. He's the best actor in the group. The Schwimmer is, is, look really? at his reactions. Look at like, yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, it's a masterclass. He carries this, the, the troop. Mm-hmm. He carries the troop. I and I mean, if the guy's got a lot of examples of great acting, but if you watch that show, you can see his character is so believable to you as the audience that you dismiss him. Yeah, you're irritated by him. You think he's a silly character, and you kind of move on to thinking about the other characters. He is 100% the glue. He is quality acting, and he delivers that goofy moronic physical comedy uh you know who else was like that was uh um oh my goodness uh jack tripper three's company um 
that's another quality actor, and I can't remember his name, and I'm doing him a disservice. Uh, John Ritter. So John Ritter, another amazing physical comedian, very smart man, you know. And I think you know, you look at these two guys. I think we can say Keanu is. Well, Alex is Winter a, and Keanu both, like really, yeah. Keanu being, I mean, delivering that character is not easy. No. It may seem easy, but to be thoroughly believable like that is not easy. And honestly, one of my favorite redeeming parts of the sequel is when his dad gets possessed by him and has to pull off his impression. And it's <laughs> good. It's believable. He does his Ted uh, uh, impression in front of his cop squad so convincingly with his hands and his loose body movement and everything. It was so committed. I mean, I, I believe I, I you, really... dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 And protect the yeah. princess. <laughs> and that's a great point that you brought up because that's one of the things that I was thinking a lot about was how impressed I was rewatching it, how great they were together, but also to individually in their performances, mm -hmm. because that is hard to do instead because it, it was interesting because it was almost like they were playing theater characters in a theater. Mm -hmm. So they had, they had kind of the, the, the grandiose, but it was still grounded so that you, you were able to believe it because otherwise it would have been a character mm -hmm. and then it would just been just not believable. It wouldn't have been authentic. It would have been genuine, but the way that they were able to ride, that's a very difficult thing to ride. Like playing a character without it being a caricature but actually yes. being a believable person and character is very difficult to do with something like that. And the way that, like, to your point, the way they're able to do it very naturally, so many times the reactions were just, I would be rolling because the reactions <laughs> would be so, there was such an innocent purity to it. Again, I keep coming to this because it wasn't, it wasn't forced like, I'm playing, I'm trying to play a dumb dude. It's like, I don't know, Ted. He doesn't know. There was like dumb. some real, like they were actually in thought. They were real. I am convinced they think they're smart. I really. I think that's pretty key I mean, to it. The, yeah, that's the key. Is they don't know. They do <laughs> not know exactly. But and and too, it's yeah, like, I love that. That's hard to do as an actor to play dumb, because again, you can't play an emotion. That's very difficult to do. It doesn't work consistently. You have to play the intention. And nice. I think that's what was brilliant about them is that they were playing the intention. They were playing out. That's why they appear to think that they're smart because what they were doing was they were just trying to figure out the problem. So when they're, you're playing like, I need to figure out this problem, you're not playing, I need to act like I'm dumb and I'm thinking to figure out. No, they're, they're actually trying to figure it out. And that's why it came across. Well, you know why they're smart? It's from the get-go. They're not just going back to kind of like view history. They decided to just keep kidnapping historical figures. <laughs> like, what a genius plan. But can I say that that is like, how about this, deep dive? What if that whole first movie is a demonstration of Socratic method, and that's why the first person to go get is Socrates? Nice. Mm. They are a demonstration in I don't know and being completely open to the possibility. That's that's 100% the whole movie. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know what they're the going to do. Only true know knowledge is in knowing that you know nothing. And so then yes. the thing, the phone booth shows up out of the sky. <laughs> they're more embracing of these things. They don't. They don't push back out of fear of nothing. Uh -uh. Yeah. You know, they go forward. They're amazed. They're excited. They're astonished. By the way, I forgot the times when the expression of air guitar 
had oh. such impact. And yes. the way they do it, they hit it. They go, yes. you know, like yes. they, oh, they, they, they it. hit it. Oh, right. And, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I cannot wait to be in the middle of a fucking grocery store and some <laughs> kid. Because I remember being that kid when you get the last bag of fun, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm gonna have that old man moment. He's gonna look over at me, and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna be not." <laughs> I hope I that happens. Yeah. That's a beautiful. By thing. the way, another part of the second the sequel that made me laugh when his dad was possessed is when he went to air guitar and it was an acoustic ling, guitar. Ling, ling. It's like yeah. flamenco. <laughs> That was a brilliant stroke, man. Oh, yeah. Great. What's you... interesting is how both of those movies so different in their They're tone. very different. They are. And it kind of a little bit of Charlie's point where the second one took that absurdity. It was almost like farce. I was, you know, on my notes, I, I feel like the second movie is almost a cartoon of the previous. Even in some of, maybe yeah. not Keanu's. Keanu's uh, portrayal is a little bit more accurate to the first movie. But but Alex Winter, his bill is a little bit more, like you were saying, not caricature, but a lot of their expressions, their actions seem a little bit more animated, a little bit overblown. It's mm. almost like a more of a fantasy movie. I mean, it was originally called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. And we get to see Beelzebub mm-hmm. and everything. So that's, that thing comes through throughout the whole second movie. It's, it's And I don't know what – it was obviously intentional, but just – Yeah, it was, oh, it was intentional. It was almost odd in the sense of how it, how it played against – you know. well, and I got so too, seeing them so closely together again, just how diametrically different it was. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself almost wondering – am I supposed to get this or am I supposed to feel the way I'm feeling almost uncomfortable when I'm watching it? And at least, especially that first half. Of the movie. Well, I mean, they hang out with death. Death makes everybody uncomfortable. So yes, yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to be uncomfortable. I, I felt like, uh, it's one of those moments where I thought to myself, what came first? Hey, you know, I'm on something here, dog. <laughs> Why did she wants attention? Uh, you know, I, I thought, I kind of blamed uh, Biodome a little bit for how mm. the scene because I felt like, you know, buddy films like that sort of took on a, a moment. And I think I remember liking Biodome too. And Biodome was ridiculous and a little more, uh, but it definitely had a, you know, a, a something that was like it. You know, it was inspired by, and I felt like that was such a stupid movie and did well enough. I think it's part of that time when Hollywood looked at a movie like Bill and Ted and didn't know it was a cult classic yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And then they sense. felt like, okay, well, Biodome's out there. Let's just, let's just make a Bill and Ted's Biodome in hell, you know, haha, ridiculous. Yeah. The buddy movie and thing they- is a good point though. Cause this is the ultimate bromance. I mean, when they die, they go to hell together. Like that yeah. is some, that is, that is ride or die. Like you go to yeah. hell and your bro is right there with you. But remember yeah. that mindset? I mean, is that not the friendship mindset you had to yeah. at least one bro? Oh, that's what I believe. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that, but I don't know. I don't know if, I mean, maybe I would know, or maybe people with kids know, but I don't know if that's still the case. If kids have that one bro, mm. Mm, I don't these know. guys know they have an audience. If you hear any growls in the background, yeah, <laughs> Deputy Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just 
Go ahead. Oh, sorry, guy. I just felt like I was watching it. It did. I missed. I missed the joy that I felt in the first one, sure. and I felt that this one was missing a lot of it. There were moments, definitely, where you saw the brevity come through. You saw that aspect of it um, peek through, but I felt for the most part it was a dark movie, a very dark movie. Well, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just thought, like, scary that guy from Lethal Weapon three. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was such an interesting take to take them after that first film. It was metal. Yeah, it was what I remember super that metal. It was, it, you know, I, I really. What's well, the difference? Because really you had the mall, and now you have hell. Like, so the end, the yeah. you know, you have like the third act, everything like building and they're running around the mall and Billy's shooting guns, the six shooters in the mall and Genghis Khan yeah. is knocking heads off mannequins. And there's that like total chaos erupting and it's silly and perfectly retro now. Like that mall scene, kids won't even know what, where they are. Like, what the hell, what, what kind of world are they in? And then now yeah. you, you have them like basically trying to escape hell, but they do go to heaven and meet the Lord. So that's good. <laughs> After they beat up the three wise, and they beat up the wise, yo, wise dudes. <laughs> we have two questions. <laughs> could you could you draw uh, a foundation? I mean, would you ask Kevin Smith if this had some oh, inspiration? I, I want to hand Silent Bob. One hundred percent. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Here's the thing: like, I don't know, and I'm sure this is not the first movie to have it, but this is the first movie in my consciousness that had a in movie Star Wars reference. This for the first one came out oh, in '88, yeah. and they're sword fighting. Oh, I'm Darth Ted. Well, I'm Luke Bill, and you're not my father. Like that's yeah. just yeah. that is some early Star Wars meta referencing. Kevin Smith definitely got to give them a nod. Come on, you do. You, I mean. I'm telling you, I, I know that Mike th threw a little shade, but that <laughs> I'm telling you, this movie coming out because of the fact they know now, look what they had. I I'm not going to be shocked at all if it's exactly what I've been needing to see all mm. year. Like really, like, could Bill and Ted actually save the world right now? Like prophecy, life imitating bit. art. <laughs> Listen, if it brings me that kind of joy, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and that was what was cool about seeing the second trailer is I felt the first trailer was missing a mm -hmm. lot of that art. And that's why I was really surprised and stoked about the second one brought a lot more of that or we got to see more of that. And I was really excited after seeing that because, okay, if this could key in on that same thing, then I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it has a strong possibility of being that movie that we were really looking for. Do you think to. it was because they included the girls a little bit more and, and that youthful element and, and seeing I think, no, I think, no. well, I think that was part of it, but I think there was something that was missing between them, like mm -hmm. the Bill and Ted, the joy, but I think it was just the joy and them. Like, I think we were, were touching and on it. It was there. It was there between the girls in the trailer is the thing, that joy that was between Bill and Ted and the original yeah. That's what I'm surprised by is that chemistry and that on, I mean, you could see it from the girls, you know what I'm saying? You really could see it from the girls. And I think that's going to be a big part of it. Yeah. And it's part of too, what you'd mentioned. Uh, I think it was, you mentioned that Charlie about the, the joy or just the complete giving up to, to their going. And that's what I, you noticed in embracing, Bogus, that, embracing, what's in front embracing of it. Like, yeah. yeah, they're just showing up in hell. It's like, all right, let's oh, figure yeah. this out. Like they're just kind of going with it. They're they're freaked out. They're they're having all their range of emotions, but they're still just like they keep going. Like even when God gives them a gift, they're like, 
thanks God. And then they just like, <laughs> <walk> <laughs> with it. congratulations on earth. It. What did they the get? I don't know what they got. Kid, man. I mean, it's the ballad of the latchkey kid. Yeah. You know, they, they're not sheltered, overly sheltered kids. And they're, 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 they're clearly left to do, they're studying at the circle K at like, <laughs> yeah. Nine and nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, these, are, these are, these are latchkey kids, you yeah. know, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, I, I, I totally think you're right about the giving into that. Well, they challenge death. Like, well, like even in the second trailer, they're like, uh, Hey, uh, how you doing? And they're like, we're in hell. He's like, yeah, but you know, how you doing? And she That's goes right. pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if I'm, uh, I'm, I, of course I'm digging too deep, but I imagine there's some writer who's thinking, this is what the message I'm sending to the world. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Are we are we in hell? Probably. How are we doing? Not that bad. Not that bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I, mean, I, I still ordered a pizza the other night. I watched some shit on. Netflix. Yeah. I I I'm, I'm my neighbor's an old guy, and he laughed at me because I go, "We're spoiled ass rotten from living in the best hundred years of human history." Yes. Yeah. And he just started kind of giggling, and I was like. I mean, seriously, we don't we don't have farms to tend animals to feed, thatch roofs to rebuild for the season. I was yeah. like, we're so pampered that because yeah. we can't go and socialize and preen and peacock and leer <laughs> at other people. Oh, there's plenty of leering going on. It's just happening online. There's, <laughs> the leering is still happening. <laughs> Please subscribe to my just fans. And uh, you, know, you can leer all day. Fans only. Is that what it is? I don't know. Only fans. Oh my god! But I, I think you're right. Fans, but I hate. I can't say. I always say fans only. Whatever. Yeah. Let's start one. You. We should. Yeah. Let me call my. So coming oh, soon from the Ruminations Radio Network, our only fans. <laughs> Pay to not see Dude. what we're putting up online. I do think it's going to be. I, I am looking for that kind of absurd, fun, meaningful comedy. I think that John Hughes was a specialist at it. You know, I think that that bringing you joy with something to teach you is difficult. And I no, don't think yeah. you hit really something right there, the absurd but meaningful comedy. Like yeah. there's something to be said there for sure. And that's well, what these I movies deliver. I feel. Right. I mean, that's sort of the same thing. Absurd comedy, but it's really about relationship dynamic you know yeah when it goes back to what we were talking about earlier you're able then to hold up the mirror when you're doing it through that absurd comedy because you're opening you're, you're breaking down the defense mm -hmm. you're less guarded exactly you don't feel you don't feel like they're gonna that people are gonna that's the whole thing i'm not trying to throw anybody away i'm trying to find a middle ground and yeah, that yeah. and that's never something that's easy and so i mean in a way it might be the most genius way to deliver exactly uh, no it is it really is as opposed to a documentary yeah. or a drama or yeah. an action movie i mean we've had fucking eight fast and furious and we still here <laughs> you know we need yeah. bill and ted's we need something to kind of pull us that direction yeah because the way he says it too is like but how are you doing? Like he, he repeats it and the way he says it, it's just, it's that message that we really need to, to, but also that, that connection, that connection that we're really yearning for mm -hmm. the people between, you know, the friendships, the, the, the camaraderie. So we really yeah. want, we want to see a whole auditorium lift their lighters 
and like yeah. back them up, you know. I, I yeah. look. I, I say this. I was just saying this to my mother. We, you know, I've taken them on this. I've used the pandemic as a way to the pandy. Uh, the pandy. I've used the pandy as a way to get them to watch all of the Marvel movies. You know, nice. because my mother's a nice. fan. And and the the way I sold it to her was, this is something if you love movies has never been done before. It's the most cohesive thing. It builds to this amazing climax. They've orchestrated it incredibly well. It comes from a, a huge data mine of material in comic books. Like it was a way for me to share something with her that we could kind of weirdly connect on. She ends up loving the movies, by the way. Great. Loving nice. the characters, loving everything about them, enjoying every minute of it. And I got to the point where we were watching uh, uh, Infinity War, which I took for granted was such an emotionally taxing. And she gets to this place where she, we had to stop. We had to stop when, when, when Thanos shows up like after basically gutting Iron Man. And like, at that point she was just like, literally I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Oh wow. And and she's like, so we're going to watch like the last half an hour of that in a way she's that idealist right yeah. we're gonna watch the last half an hour of uh that movie and then go right into endgame i told her you got to save four hours it's gonna be yeah. a big day but big i was day. describing to her i was describing to her about how those two movies specifically both times i saw it on premiere weekend both times i'm shoulder to shoulder with people mm. both times were the first times i'd been in a movie and i love movies been to a ton of movies those were the first time I felt like I was in a concert theater yeah. type of thing where people in in uh, Infinity War were sobbing, yeah, sobbing and physically crying and stutter breathing and the whole thing. Me too. And it was this weird shared experience. And then conversely, Endgame, that last 25 minutes of Endgame was when like he a picks rock. up the hammer. <laughs> oh, my God. And I like still get like dude when i when 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 falcon goes on your left oh the guy yeah. the guy next to me <laughs> the guy next to me stood up and was like, yeah! <laughs> i mean just like that and you guys then, are getting I mean, me emotional right now i'm just just thinking about it but look that that experience yeah. right i'm telling for. you is something we're we're hungry for and as much as Infinity War, we it's so blatant with action that I think only kids are probably going to pick up on the lessons that were intended yeah. in the origination of those materials, those comics. I think a lot of times people will just miss the lesson and just see the movie. The adults will. Yeah. Um, this is where I, we were talking about comedy. I'm telling you, they can pull that off. There were many John Hughes films you cried in. When you watch The Breakfast Club... And you're in the theater. <laughs> when you watch Pretty in Pink, there was always a moment where you you identified with the tortured soul of that character. How about yeah. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles has one of the most heart-wrenching scenes that you don't really see coming when he says he hasn't been home in five years and his wife's been dead and he doesn't have a home. Do you, that last scene makes, makes you get emotional. I mean, it's the beauty of a good well-written comedy is a torpedo of a lesson that people are unintentionally going to learn you know what i mean and 
as stupid as it sounds that we're tying that to Bill and Ted. That's not stupid. <laughs> it's, I, I'm talking about to the average person. Yeah. You might just say, that, oh, Arvik. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it's clearly like those are the movies that I still, I need them. I, I'm telling you, when I watched Bill and Ted the first time, I was like living a part of my childhood, pure joy, fell in love with it, had to watch it again. I watched that movie three times. I mean, it was fun. I had it on in the background doing stuff just to relive parts yes. of it. And it's well, that one doesn't even hide its philosophy, though, does no. it? Doesn't even like try that. That it's you're right. It's a comedy, but what what we might be like halfway through the movie, we learn the greatest lesson that all philosophers and religious leaders have been trying to teach us from the dawn of time. Yeah, be excellent to each other. Yeah, party on, dude. Well, and I love the whole the whole juxtaposition was perfect with Abe Lincoln. The way he delivered, <laughs> yeah, the, his facial acting for the first few parts of that speech, and then at the end, it, when he goes totally goofy, he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, on, dude. <laughs> I mean, like that was it makes you feel good. You can see it yeah. when they show scenes of the audience; it makes you feel good. By the way, I love Bill. When he goes, uh, when Freud is like looking at him and he's like, he goes, no, nah, I just have a mild animal complex. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just, just yeah. that, that shapes a lot of things about like character that I love in people and things yeah. that I think I demonstrate in myself. I think that comfort with your own absurdity is is a great quality and I love it. And I don't, you don't see it very often no. when like, you don't see it very often in characters like Bill and Ted. Usually you see it in a character that's more like, you know, referencing the breakfast club earlier. It's more like John Bender. Who's uncomfortable mm-hmm. with his shortcomings, trying to show the world. They yeah. have shortcomings. Yeah. Bill and Ted are just more, they're comfortable in their own skin with no exactly. pretenses, totally friendly, totally loyal, totally, you know, open to the, open to the, the potential of any situation yeah. exactly the possibility that was what makes really... some great characters oh yeah absolutely rufus what a great oh. character rufus <laughs> <laughs> and i love i love the whole bit when they're like i'll have to remember to go back and leave the keys here yeah. well i mean you already did bro they're right there. <laughs> yeah. i like that whole we love time travel movies Clearly, but it was I think I was fun. watching The Flash recently, and they even reference Bill and Ted. And they talk about doing a Bill and Ted, and in the Flash TV show, they do one of those like, "All right, got to remember to set up the trash can," and then it happens because they go yeah. into the past, set it up for the future. It's it's so much fun. It's just great. It's a great movie. I, I did I steal my dad's it. keys. Yeah, that's right. I did steal my dad's key. Listen, I also love the, uh, like I said, the second one I had a hard time. Yeah. Uh, I had a hard time. I, I, you know, there's just, it's an uninspired film the way they made it. Right. Yeah. It just. I don't know. I love death so much. And they're, the, I love the death. absurdity I of death. death and then playing great. him in Twister it's and Battleship. Movie. Best. Best five out of seven. Clue. <laughs> Clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. that th- that stuff, and I get it, and I I see how it's a you know from a qualitative standpoint that it might be you know less than the other film, but as an addition to the Bill and Ted universe, and maybe how it'll play into this next one with, with uh, death 
playing hopscotch and cheating even when he's by himself. Did you see that in the trailer? He's playing yeah, hopscotch yeah. by himself and cheating. Like, it's just, oh, I think it's going to be I great. Love, I love that idea of, again, here are two kids and now men who just have, and even their kids, show this complete disregard for for the concept of it, right? Yeah. They're just like, whoa, it's death. And then they give him a wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> and take off. You know, I mean, yeah. He he's a great character. It's it saved the movie. the the uh, The premise was dark and poorly poorly executed. It's probably why they changed the title. At least you know, like it would yeah. have hurt it even further to say Bill and Ted go to hell. I will tell you, I was a little taken back in the second one when everybody comes into the classroom, and if you were to take away the foam chest and shoulder yeah. covering, it's very close to what. I think uh, uh, Lululemon and a pair of Uggs pretty much look like nowadays. Like they, I feel <laughs> a lot of wear. very athleisure and Uggs, and those big foam boots look like a bunch yeah. of Uggs to me. And all the uh, all the spandex was basically athleisure wear, right? Yeah, it's just, we haven't gotten to the point where we're wearing big foamy coverings. I don't put it past us, but not yet. Not yet. So what are your hopes? I mean, we've already kind of addressed it and attached to, you know, talked about it, it, the effect or the outcome of this movie coming out. But if it can accomplish one thing for you, what's it, what's that going to be? Definitely for me, it's like the joy, again, yeah. having this feeling of just, and I remember too, even though I wasn't so keen on Bogus Journey, I did really, I had to rewind their intro after they came back, they did. It was almost uh, what was it sixteen months intense? Yes, months intense, of, of yeah. <laughs> Their intro, and is that the actual intro to the song to the Kiss song? Yes, on the album. Oh, yeah, that song makes me cry quite honestly, and I, it's I'll like, expand. It, I had to rewind it multiple times. Just that, the, just it, it's like that song too represented the joy. Yes, and the the the. The almost like the the flight to the beyond uh-huh. and, and and how far that we can reach to to our true potential. It just that intro. I had to I had to rewatch it multiple times because it just got me like energized. And yeah. if I can just get that same sort of energy from face to music, I'm just I'm gonna be in love with it. Yeah, I can't believe it was Kiss that wrote that song. But oh yeah. my god, yeah. it, that is such a powerful song and and so meaningful at least to me. I mean, whether it's rock and roll or rap or hip hop or country or whatever your music of choice is, but the idea that God gave rock and roll to you, like I get choked up thinking about that because to me, music is that voice of God. Music yeah. is the the purity and the goodness that human beings can can be. And that song, and it kicks off. Oh my goodness! Oh. I just get so wrapped up in that. And yeah, here they are to save the world. They're back. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope. I hope what I want from the movie is I want them to kind of use their absurdist method to poke fun at a lot of things that yeah. uh, uh, may only appear to be concrete in our lives right sure. now. Sure. Oh, nice. You know? and, and I think what better characters to do that with, especially when you're talking about bridging the gap between Bill and Ted and their kids. Yeah. You know, so I, I kind of hope that they make a bit of a, absurdist caricature of the culture we have for ourselves right now. And I, I kind of trust that they will, yeah. you know? And, and so I'm kind of hoping that it'll give both of those generations, my generation and 
you know, my niece's generation uh, a way to laugh at themselves. And yeah. so if you like the one thing I want from it is I hope it teaches a bunch of young people how to laugh at themselves and roll with the punches. Yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, and I think it's a, the lesson that, you know, the pandy sort of brings with it in a way <laughs> is yeah. that, you know, that nature doesn't give a shit what you think, exactly. you know, it just doesn't care about you. So you better prepare and be cautious and, and just be considerate to the people around you. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to yeah. particularly like, them, but you don't, you don't need to be most heinous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> be excellent. Be excellent. Non bonus. Yeah. I mean, Non-bonus. it's funny, but it's, it's this distilling of that uh, golden rule to yeah. West Coast surfer stoner <laughs> speak, right? How do I get do unto others as you would do unto oneself? Be excellent to each other, bro. You know, like it's, yeah. it really does come from there. So I hope they find a way to poke fun at uh, us. And I, I really think that's sort of what I get. And I might be deep diving here, but the title to me combined with the fact that Keanu for where he's at in his career would go back to it. The face, the music title to me is what that's what I'm anticipating that Mm. they're going to take that and put a mirror in front of it. You're going to have to laugh at it. And in the end, it's going to be the same lesson. It's going to be that embrace it. You know, how how are you doing? I'm in hell. Yeah. But how are you doing? doing? (laughs) I, I think, I think that demonstrates that connection between those two generations, right? Yeah. yeah. Like we're both kind of in hell, but how are we? Re- we got each other. We're not alone. You're with exactly. your friends. You know, in a way, it's really smart on how it delivers those messages. So yeah, I hope people come out of it, even just forgetting. Yeah, just for a moment. Just yeah, if, if and, it can deliver and, that. And having joy, because I think if you come out of that, it's easier to see somebody who doesn't have anything to do with it. And yeah. maybe that's maybe that's your uncle or your sister, or maybe that's your uh, president. <laughs> you know, maybe it's easier for them to come out and go. You know what? He didn't have to say it like that. He didn't have to do it that way. You know. And I think that that's that's kind of. I hope that that's the message that gets out. I hope it makes us kind of giggle and go. You know what? I guess we were we're all kind of a little shitty. Maybe let's do a little more air guitar. Yeah. Let's all yeah. do a little more air guitar. Listen to me. You're going to get emotional like I am, like a big sap. The first time that you do that to communicate with a complete stranger. Oh, I think you're okay? right. I, I challenge I'm kidding you. Yes, that's the what the challenge is. The first time you get a complete stranger at like, Best Buy, and you're the last two to get the new Xbox, and you look at each other, and you're like, oh, right? you know, that's you're gonna laugh, point, man, because man, that's also too because it works with the social distancing, and that's yeah, the way because yeah. we can't hug each other, we can't do the, the welcome the to the new high five. A high the five was the American thing. The air guitar is the new high five. The it's new the high five, high five dude. Oh my gosh, let's let's start that movement. Let's start it. Absolutely. First. Hashtag air guitar. Can I tell you something funny? How crazy would it be if the whole idea, when we saw that movie originally and they go back, they go to the future and they're, and everybody's like, you know, (laughs) you're like, you're like, that's absurd. But now we're (laughs) in the pandy. And I swear to you, if you looked at a person and just went, they're like, you're like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. That's meta. I'm going to do it this week. Let's do it. I'm air guitaring somebody. 
and that's I'm going to report back. That's how you're going to talk to? You're just exactly. going to do air guitar, and if they don't air guitar back, you're just going to be like, you rude piece of shit. Like, wow, what an asshole. Yeah, you I didn't shake. It's like it's gonna be like not shaking someone's yeah. hand. Yeah, it's like yeah. just like staring at someone's hand or like turning away from it if they extended their hand to you, <laughs> like pre pandy. If they don't I'll, air I'll guitar back, I'll never air guitar that man again. I'm never gonna air guitar. You guys, that guy had a weak air guitar. Oh, I'm gonna, can't wait to air banjo somebody. <laughs> Flamenco them. If they're a little Dude, bit older, that, you can't electric guitar them. You got an acoustic that guitar. That made me laugh when his dad's guitar was this acoustic Yeah. <laughs> that made me giggle nice touch. so hard. Oh. It was a really <laughs> Well, we are going to be uh, synchro watching this, live tweeting, whatever you want to call yes. it. Uh, the movie comes out on the 28th. Is that accurate, Anthony? Cool. I think that's, the, yeah, because they moved it up because they, they didn't want to compete with Mulan. That makes sense. For the, the original date. That's going to be weird. So, so yeah, they pushed it up a week early. So, yeah, it's going to be the I'm week before the first. I love okay. that movie. I wonder if people will reject it because of stupidity. I just, I, I don't think, think so. No, I, I think it's going to do I'm like, we, yeah, my buddies and I had a bet on this going, or not, not an actual bet, but we had some, some uh, thoughts on what it might do. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be just right. But I think that price point is going to hit pretty well and they're going to do it's 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 a good movie. Dishonor to you, dishonor to your cow. <laughs> I love that. One. <laughs> so we'll post and we'll see if we can't get a few folks to maybe watch along with us. Uh, I don't know if you guys will both join. I think Anthony, you seemed like you were down with that for us to sync oh, or watch oh, that totally. all together as a group. Uh, we'll decide on the date. We'll post that uh, until that time. I don't know what else Did to we- say. What's that? Well, do we do we do we answer the question what we think the over under is going to be for Station showing up? Oh my gosh, movie? no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, Station, wow. do you think Station showing up? I think there has to be right. No, Station doesn't show up, man. It's like it's like Fetch. Stop trying to make Station happen. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, Station, Station. Like Jim Martin steps out of the phone booth and the first one is like Station. I'm like, what does that even mean, man? Like. I'm, I love Bill and Ted, but I can't. I can't station myself into feeling station. No, no, Do you I think station's going to be there, Anthony? Is that what you're, you're saying? I got a weird feeling that they're going to try. And, I don't know. They, Have you I guys seen the the playlist of bands that are involved with the soundtrack? No, no. I've, I've oh, actually because I love the oh, second one soundtrack. Uh, yeah, all, I saw Mastodon and immediately oh, got hurt. Really? Oh yeah. Really? <laughs> It is a it is a grand collection. You need to look it up. It wow. is a grand collection. Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'll Mitch, just let myself be surprised. I wanted to I wanted to ask you, what did you think of the soundtrack compared with Bogus Journey and the first one? What were your thoughts on the music? Well, I love the first I, one, obviously, and I love that opening track as I as we we've talked about already. But um, and the the score of the first one is superb. Can't you can't like really ask for anything more. But I loved the soundtrack of the second one. I, mm. I loved the Faith No More song, um, Perfect Crime, I think it is. It is right around that same time they released Angel Dust. It's some of the best work Faith No More has ever done. Megadeth's song on there, uh, Go to yeah. Hell. Oh, yeah, awesome. Like, loved it. <laughs> and even the silly stuff at the end with Steve Vai, like he did the Reaper rap. It's just like some, mm. it's some great work. I So I, I really thought the soundtracks of both were a huge supporting part of them i loved them they're great so i'm excited about this soundtrack oh this this soundtrack is going to be fantastic it's going to be and then weezer has got a new uh 
a new video out, new song they dropped for Bill and Ted. And the video is them auditioning for Bill and Ted. Oh my goodness. Oh. And, uh, and I mean, it is, it is, uh, it is, it's an incredible song. I just listened to it this morning. It is the great. track already out? Like the whole soundtrack already out? Charlie? I don't know if the soundtrack is out. I just saw the Weezer video. Oh, okay. YouTube. But that's, um, it's a great song. You should check out the, you know? the list of bands involved. I will, own the soundtrack in some capacity. <laughs> I mean, I'll just that's awesome. I'm not, that makes I'm me not, excited. I'm not going to be surprised if you think that we may not hear about it immediately, but you you let's mark this phrase in stone somehow. Five years, 2025, right? The kids who were our age when we saw Bill and Ted, okay. Mm-hmm. And so let's say that they're going to be 13 to 16, right? Uh-huh. When five years from now they're 21. Right, twenty twenty one years old. I think that's when you start seeing. You're going to see movies go more in that direction. I think Hollywood knows we need to be in this mode, and I think Bill and Ted's kicks it off. I really do. That's exciting. And we'll I, have to follow up on that. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, because I think those people will have more of an attitude of, you know, eclectic and not being so stressed out, not yeah. being overwhelmed. I think I think the world's about tuckered out with. Uh, hype uh, in in the negative like the yeah. constant chicken little isms i think i think i think we're kind of over it yeah and I, th- I think if i think when it all settles down however long that takes and it's probably going to be a while i think people will walk away from this and the reason bill and ted is so impacting i think they walk away from this feeling like they were a lot more afraid than they had to be exactly tense they had to be and it could have just been a lot a lot more simplified never and make decisions or actions out of fear yeah and, yeah. Um, well, also, I mean, too, it's, too yeah. it's like too much energy to keep up. I think that your point is really, really valid that at some point it's going to be burnt out because people are going to, you can't maintain that level of energy. Mm-hmm. I think so, it's, so it's so much out. better to be more positive. Uh, it, it's not as taxing. Right or positive. Uh, and I don't know. And they both perceive it. And to be fair, it is coming from both sides to some capacity. I won't say equally, but uh, I think it's true. I think they're realizing that, that that's currency. That angst, that outrage, that yeah. shock doctrine, if they can get you appalled and get you angry, that's currency. You're giving them a currency. You're digging into something, and then they can they can use that to their advantage politically. Yeah, we're making but it's new exhausting. Cur- yeah, but we're making new currency. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my point. I think they're mm-hmm. depleted from that, though. I think they're, exactly. they're putting it together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of where I think a lot of the um, – I don't know Gen Y. I don't know what you call them beyond millennial. But anything I've read on them, they're much more, you know, you think everybody's absurd and overwhelmed. Yeah. And they're, they're a little bit more informed and they know how to navigate between what's BS and what's not BS online. I'm hoping that we see movies like this and we feel brevity and camaraderie and less anxiety and more of a you know, we can handle it. It's not going to be easy and, and, and quick, but we can do it. No problem. You know, we're better than what we're doing right now. I think that's kind of the message I hope it delivers is we're, we can do this in a lot of different ways and, and not have it be where we're But the best way to do it is with air guitars. With air guitars. Yes. It's the tool that will be the new high five. It's it's the new (laughs) high five. It's the tool that will take us into the the future. The air guitar. Listen, I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start – I because I talk to everybody when I go out shopping and shit. I know <laughs> I know one of these ladies. We always talk about music 
and and shit when she's uh, when I'm getting my my stuff at the grocery store. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna <laughs> full on tell her. I go, you know what? Air guitar is the new high fives. So, no, no, no. And she's gonna go. She's gonna go. <laughs> and, and, and we're gonna start laughing about it, and then people will start seeing it in commercial with Bill and Ted's, and they'll remember Bill and Ted's from the original. I'm gonna start filming these. I'm gonna start doing it. I'm telling, dude, you have the best platform, Mitch. Every <laughs> every kid, you make them do air guitar to do whatever mm, transaction yeah. you're doing. Whatever <laughs> it is. Oh, you want to buy that? Oh, you want oh, Madden? Oh, you're getting this today? Excellent. Give me an air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Play on it for me. Air guitar. And you got some traits today? Excellent. Excellent. I'm telling you. I'm going to get some, some of the security footage because that'll be funny. You guys will see me behind the counter air guitaring and then a kid like air guitaring <laughs> and answer to me. It's going to be hilarious. Go, hey, did you remember the original Bill and Ted? Yeah. And they're going to go, yeah. They go, air, just do it. Give me an air guitar. Go right? ahead. Go. Give me an air guitar, bro. And then oh. and they will just, because it's just joy, man. Everybody wants a little piece of that joy. Yeah. And it really is. That was that's that innocence from way back. Oh my gosh, this beauty. is brilliant. <laughs> well, on that you, note, it could be big man. It's I gonna. <laughs> Would you call it American air guitar? <laughs> yeah, American air guitar. Or no, I thought they said air guitar Marshall. Uh, by Gibson, you should, should be the air gar, air guitar Marshall. <laughs> Mitch Proctor, be a wild stallion. Be a wild. Idea <laughs> I, 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 I of this, you know how many people would tick, you talk, make it a TikTok challenge. You know, you, you can go viral, man. You can go viral on this. Seriously, get a stranger to air guitar without saying a word to them. Ooh, yes. that's beautiful. I this think we found the, a ticket to the, world peace. The Wild Stallion Challenge. Get a person to air guitar with you without saying a word to them. <gasps> yes. This is brilliant. This is awesome. I'm telling you. And, you, and with the movie coming out, it, people posting their videos to that. You could just see it, man. How yeah. how cool would you love to see? And I, I know this is gonna go too deep. What wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to see a protester and uh, a police officer standing out on the street facing each other and randomly two of them air guitar each other? Oh my god, this is brilliant. Why are we why are we writing this down? For actually, we got it recorded. We're this. good. We're gonna do it. I'm just saying. You get people to start connecting like that, just air guitar each other, mm -hmm. and you know you got that in common, right? Yeah. Other stuff, uh, be you off. Know, you know, whatever, you know, and that's it. Oh, it's getting into it deep again, but, you know, we can come <laughs> from left, we can come from the right, we can come from the center, but honestly, at the end of the day, we can all air guitar together, and once we can There's do no that. A guitar. There's no such thing as a conservative guitar. Yeah. It's just guitar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> air guitar with baby. Nothing more American than air, air guitar. Air guitars don't come in any color. No, no, no. I'm telling you, it's. I, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a good challenge. Thanks again, guys, for joining. I'm super stoked to go watch this this new movie coming out with you guys. We're gonna like sync, watch, stream this thing as we roll out of here. We wish all of our ruminators and those listening that they can you know find the joy, find the innocence, and and you know just kind of scrape out a little bit of a. A rock and roll passion out of this moment in time and with that charlie anthony air guitar your neighbor man yeah. <laughs>
You're giving away our Your air guitar vibes. We we uh, wish you guys to uh, be excellent to each other and party and on, party dudes. Party on, dude. Party on, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>